G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 27. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual as Maxwell goes for three to a pretty good catch and a pretty uh, pretty average shot is uh, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Uh, well, what a cracking weekend of racing we've got coming up. Joel, uh, Highlight in Melbourne, of course, the Australian Guineas. Last this time last year, we were looking at a match race between Alligator Blood and Catalyst. Nothing like that this year. Um, I guess tag a lower the obvious coming out of uh, a, a win in the major lead up the CS Hayes Stakes. But uh, there's various form lines. There's fillies that you could certainly give it a chance to. There's uh, Ollie Kirk who uh, needs to prove he's not going to be one of those Crawfield Guineas winners that uh, comes back and never does anything again. Um, it's a wide-open affair. It certainly is, yeah. We've got a capacity field, and as you said, there's no sort of standouts. We've got the traditional lead-in of the CSAs providing Tagaloa and Asar, Cherry Tortonia and, and a couple of others. And, of course, you've got Ole Kirk, as you mentioned, trying to come back to his own age group after tackling the older horses last week. And uh, I guess being disappointing, um, think drawing wide and getting to the outside is the key to him. I don't think he's necessarily at his best when he's inside horses. So he gets his chance to bounce back and obviously is a, a pretty decent support card. We've got the English, da- English, English Dash, if I can get my tongue around it, uh, which is a pretty good lineup because we've got a few Sydney horses coming down here. We've also got some pretty handy locals with some picket fences alongside their names. So I'm looking forward to that half million dollar race as well. And Daniel, up in Sydney, we've got the first Group 1s of 2021. We've got the uh, surrender stakes for the Phillies and the Chipping Norton. Uh, wait for age, as I've written in the publications this week. Chris Wallach going for his ninth Chipping Norton, which would draw him to within one of the ten that uh, TJ Smith trained. TJ Smith took 27 years to do it. Waller is, uh, if he gets, uh, well, this would be his ninth in 12 years if he wins on Saturday. The market says he's more likely than not. And his main pick is Very Elegant, who uh, people reckon can turn the tables on Colette from their last uh, meeting. Um, do you think Waller's uh, going to take it home? Yeah, well, I thought he would in the Apollo a couple of weeks ago um, when he sort of had that look to have the main chances there. But the Godolphin Mayor Colette just uh, relished that wet track as she um, has done it many times in the past. Now five for five on wet tracks. We'll get one again on Saturday. So she's... She's right in the game again, no doubt. But without giving a tip away, I, I think Waller does win another chipping Norton here. Um, he certainly is outside of Colette, um, holding a very elegant two live chances. And the surround later in the day, um, a very good race for the Phillies at Group 1. I think both this this Group 1 and the Australian Guineas, um, as you alluded to, Bart, are both terrific betting races and plenty of value to be found, which we'll, we'll dive into later. All righty, we will start in Melbourne, though, at Flemington. And the black type starts in the very first race at 12.20pm local time. It is race one, the very special kids' plate. 1,000-metre listed weight race for two-year-olds at set weights and penalties, Joel. You've gone with one of the newcomers here down the bottom, number nine, Ecstasy, this daughter of Epaulette, half-sister to all over Bostonow, who is a pretty talented sprinting mare. Like the way she's won her last couple of jump outs at Flemington, hasn't been knocked about. Um, she sat wide in one of them. And, yeah, I think there's a, a fair bit of talent under the bonnet there. So I'm going to lean her way. Number nine to beat eight, Wanneroo, who 
couldn't go early at the Valley. He was completely outsped, but gee, motored for the line last 100 metres was outstanding. Was 50 to 1 there, so that's a little bit of a worry, but um, you just take it on face value. It certainly looked a good run, and she won't get, well, she could still settle out the back, but she's not going to get as far off them down the straight as she did at the Valley. Uh, one, Kalos, the Colt by Medaglia unplaced both runs, but certainly both runs have contained plenty of merit, including the latest in the Blue Diamond Prelude. And five Tycoon Hummer, well-bred filly, who created a good impression at Bendigo on debut and certainly looks up to this tougher class. I've gone nine on top from eight, one and five. Yeah, with the nine as well, ecstasy. Uh, yeah, two jump outs were, were very good, that <clears throat> showing plenty of speed in those um, and and won them quite impressively. So finds a pretty winnable list race on debut. Uh, not the, the toughest listed two-year-old race going around. So I think at a, a double-figure odds, she's definitely worth a price, uh, worth a bet, uh, based on what she's done at Flemington and those jump-outs. Uh, in for second, I've got the one, Kalos. Um, of course, that form and that Blue Diamond Prelude looks good for this. Tycoon Hummer comes out of a Bendigo Maiden, but it was a really impressive win there. Certainly um, right on with the job. And in for four, if I have the four, decent rain. Um, done a bit wrong in both starts, uh, but looks to have a fair, fair bit of ability. Nine one five four. Yeah, don't pretend to know too much about this, but Tycoon Hummer, impressive enough on debut, probably drawn what's usually the right side. To beat to the moon, Alice, Ecstasy and Dollar Chaser, five, six, nine and three. Race two at Flemington on Saturday is the Roy Higgins Quality, 2,600-metre listed quality, as the name would suggest. Joel? I've gone with the Sydney visitor here, number three, Skymax. Been doing a good job since landing in Oz and joining the Mark Newnham yard. Got to 2,400 quickly at his second run and was impressive at Warwick Farm. Missed a place at his next run, but struck a heavy eight and he had the 61. And he certainly, he wasn't disgraced, but I think just the dry ground suited him better. And the big weight drop in the uh, Australia Day plate the other day at Warwick Farm where he bounced back with a good win. So he's back up in the weights, 58. That's um, still a little bit of, of a query, but... I think he's got plenty of upside, so I'm with him from five stars of Karam. One from 26 is the big knock. Peter Moody's going has got him going pretty well. He's been hard in the market his last couple, so people are still falling into him, and I guess a win isn't too far away for him too. Mosh Music had some excuses last time out at the Valley last start as a beaten favourite. Prior to that, had found winning form at Sandown, and she's usually pretty consistent, so she can improve. And six, good idea. This is a pretty nice race for him, 54 kilos on the minimum, because he's a bit of a talent. He can mix it up a bit. But he's third up, ready to find form, and could be dangerous, dropping five kilos. Three on top for me from five, two, and six. The Skymax on top for me as well. He'll, um, not much to add, really, from what Joel said. He'll, he'll obviously roll forward. Um, they're both his wins, this preparation of 2,500 metres, have come when leading. So he looks likely... Uh, leader here from Barrier 4 and one of those wins early in the prep, albeit in benchmark 72 grade, he carried 61.5 and won by five lengths. So um, he's obviously plenty of talent, still got plenty of upside to come. So the three on top, I give a case to the six, good idea as well. He's an out-and-out -out stayer. Um, so up the rise at 2,600 metres will be right up his alley um, and, yeah, get to well at the 54, 54 kilos. The two in next mosh music, been running well, a few excuses at Mooney Valley last start, but the win prior to WT, who 
and came out a winner with Sid Race in Tasmania. I think that's good form. Um, on her best, she's she's up to these in rock hard fit. And in for fourth, the one uh, Nelson was a pretty good Australian debut. Uh, sorry, first up, um, second run in Australia, over twenty five hundred meters <coughs> at that in that tawny cup behind Starcaster. I think it will obviously improve with that run to the belt. Three six two and one. I'll make it a clean sweep for Skymax to beat Mosh Music Sin to win and Stars of Karen 3-2-4-5. Race three at Flemington on Saturday is the TAB Shaftesbury Avenue Handicap. And it is a group three over 1,400 metres, Joel. I've gone with five bams on fire. Hasn't been scratched as yet from either Randwick or Flemington. So just waiting on that. But look, I think she's... Come back in good order. She had no luck first up in the Belmain behind Probabile. Should have finished a lot closer. Probably should have finished second or third, figured in the placings. Uh, she's just very consistent. Second up last prep, she was a a nice third and sort of built into the campaign. She only won twice last prep. It was a deep campaign, but she was group one place. She measured up to a really good level. I think she's going to be hard to beat. From six Sierra, so I expect her to bounce back. She comes through that same race. She had 59 kilos wide gate, pulled up a bit scratchy after that. So, look, few excuses for that fresh run. Second up last prep at Flemington, that was just an outstanding win uh, when running some very slick late sectionals to score. A one IM Superman was pretty good last prep. He won an open handicap, then a group two, and probably got found out a little bit at the group one level. This is probably his go. He's just going to need a little bit of luck from the, the wide gate with the big weight. And two, the Horovian, uh, the popular... Queensland Galloper, who's been racking up the wins up there. He's in the All-Star Mile, so no doubt he'll be having a blowout here for that one. Uh, but, you know, he, doesn't, he hasn't run too many bad ones of late, so he, he should still be competitive with a bit of fitness to come. Five on top for me from six, one and two. With the one, I am Superman. He's a, got a very good fresh record. Um, was one over this trip, went first up last time in, and we like the way he's been trialling. So we'll have him on top. The other seven in for second, Morvada. Such an honest galloper. Um, roll forward. He's down on the weights, 54 kilos again, and he'll um, he'll obviously be in this for a long way. Five beams on fire. Um, very good fresh without much luck. And if here, a live chance. And in for fourth, I have the two, the Queenslander, the Herobian. One, seven, five, two. Yeah, listeners will uh, be wondering where it is with me in West Australia. It's like a Used to be with me in Tasmanians, but uh, I'm just I'm going for Platoon, who uh, dropped back from 2,400 to 1,200 uh, last time in the space of not much more than a month, and <coughs> from last to uh, get the money in a listed race at Ascot. Look, he's probably soon going to be looking for further than this 1,400 metres, but uh, I just thought each way at the price made uh, Platoon my value bet of the day to beat the Herodian, I am Superman and Morvada. Three, two, one and seven. Race four at Flemington on Saturday is the World Horse Racing Handicap, uh, which is why we will not be covering that one. We'll be going straight to race five, which is the ATA Bob Hoisted Handicap, 1,000 metre uh, listed event, John. Yeah, well, the Perth um, representation here, obviously through Favagino, but uh, one that we haven't seen locally is number four, Indian Pacific. And I think a few people are going to be coming up with him because he's got a great record, seven wins from 12 starts. He took on the winter bottom at 1,200 metres a few runs back and was beaten five lengths. 
he's yet to really prove himself out to that longer distance. So back to this shorter trip, I think he's going to be very competitive here. We know Neville Parnham knows the right sort of horse to bring across here. So I'm going to go his way from 10, Muntasira. Liked her recent trial. Have to love her form lines around September run. Uh, Portland Sky swats that from last prep. That suggests she measures right up to a race like this. Two Fabagino. He was too good for a similar sort of race two runs back and then sort of went by his lonesome there out wide in the lightning and far from disgrace, beaten two and a half lengths. So back to this level, he can certainly win. And seven Hummer Hummer, who's a pretty good mare on her day. She wasn't able to place in four runs last prep. She struck a couple of wet tracks. First up, she's usually pretty competitive and on the minimum, she's worth keeping safe. But four on top for me from 10, two and seven. With the... W.A. Mayor Fabagino, I'm almost made of my best bet on the card. Um, I think she's fine. This preparation, we know a 1,000 metres is her pet trip. Um, she contested a VRC Classic in the spring over 1,200 and just didn't finish off like she normally does over a 1,000. She had the two wins with big weights, this prep over this track and trip. And, uh, yeah, it was crossing a lot of bivouac in the Lightning last start. Um, drawn the right part of the track. I think she's a little bit underrated, Papagino. So I think at four dollars or well, three eighty, um, looking at the prices now, she's a a really good price for her. I think she can um, continue a, a really strong form this prep. So the two on top, not the eight in next all banter is a filly who's continues to rise through the grades. It was a benchmark sixty four winner against her own age group first up, and um, two runs later she's uh, she's a listed winner at Caulfield, and now has a crack down the straight with just fifty four kilos and Craig Williams on board. Obviously, like Neville Parner with his horse in WA, Richard and Chantel Jolly always seem to bring uh, another right horses to bring here. And um, she certainly measured up quickly in Melbourne. I think she can measure up again. Uh, in for third, I got the 11 Lashes. I think the one over the odds. And the nine Fine Dane is another over the odds. Um, he just doesn't win much. He hasn't won for nearly 500 days. But he always seems to run well against the rises to the level of opposition, I guess. And he's never far away. So it might be... Um, hopefully, you're out a third or a fourth in, in wider exotics and at a big price. Two eight eleven nine. Uh, yeah, look, I've got the West Australians one two Indian Pacific to beat Fabigino, and I've got Propel and All Banter, so that's four two twelve and eight. And as a matter of fact, I tipped the uh, West Australian in the race we skipped over as well. But we now go to race six, and that is the Dali Blamey Stakes. Over 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties, group two. Uh, Funstar has been scratched, accepted for about eight races over the weekend. Uh, this is one of the ones she's been scratched for, scratched from. Um, Joel. 11, Buffalo River. You know, the right sort of race for him to step up and, and sort of stamp his authority on on a race. We know he's competitive at a high level. He was runner up in the two racks second up last prep, but that was when he was sort of sneaking under the handicapper's radar to some extent. He was with 53 kilos and was able to get on speed and, and, you know, he ran really well. I thought his first up run was good with 59, just pipped late by regards Marie, who's flying, had five kilos less. I think he can dominate this from up near the front and yeah, he he needs to just stand up because he's meeting a couple of group one performers here. So this will tell us just where, you know, where they can sort of go with him. If, if he wins, I think it'll be off to the all-star mile and he'll be a, a legitimate chance. So Buffalo River for me, seven star of the seas. He's not a group one winner yet, but he's been close up many times. 
his length's better on wet ground, but he's been Group One competitor for weight for age on good tracks. He was all right first up in the expressway. He's twelve hundred to sixteen hundred second up. So I think there's probably still some improvement in him, but he is very classy and he can certainly run well. Six Mystic Journey, I'll throw him for third. It's obviously a bit up in the air just where she's at. She's been beaten in simple, simpler races down in Tassie at a dollar ten and a dollar twenty. You just have to think there's going to be a fair bit of improvement in her. There's probably not too much benefit, not too much to gain from winning those races. I know the second of them was a listed event, but, but you know, a sort of a Group One winner, you'd have to think that their eyes have been on bigger prizes, and we'll know a bit more after Saturday. But it wouldn't shock me to see her come out and be very competitive. And five best of days, well, just controlled that Carlion Cup. He, he really had to win that. It was a smart ride from Damien Oliver. Won't get similar cheap run on speed here with Buffalo River engaged so that just makes things a little bit more difficult and he hasn't traditionally put two wins together but he's some chance 11 on top from seven six and five yeah i'm a big fan of buffalo river i think he can um stamp his ticket the all-star mile by winning this he dropped to four 55 kilos after a great effort last start or first up 59 kilos and as joel mentioned pipped late by one who's um absolutely flying in regards marie uh, i've Think quite highly of him. I think he can measure up to this uh, tougher grade. He was second in a tour rack over this trip, and second up last time in, and um, should should lead this pretty easily from barrier six. So hard to catch Buffalo River. He's my best of the day in, in Melbourne. The star of the seas in next. Uh, always hums the hand quickly. He was, he was quite good first up in the small field. Uh, the six Mystic Journey just a horse that improves so so well, greatly. The sixteen hundred meters. He did that last preparation. Um, two sort of standard runs first and second up, albeit in tougher company to what she saw first and second up this time in back in Tassie. But um, it was an excellent win when stepping up to the mile in the stop stakes in the spring. Um, I think she'll definitely improve third up and, and be right in this and in for fourth over one fifty stars eleven seven six one. Well, I'll make it a clean sweep for best bets of Buffalo River um, best of the day. Um, as long as none of us actually make it our lazy lobster, uh, should be definitely, uh, should be a great chance. Um, Mystic Journey, uh, the second like Joel, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at all. Obviously, one of my favourites. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see her bob up. Uh, she, people were saying she was gone after the first two uh, two runs of the last prep, and then uh, stepped up to the sixteen hundred and won the stock stakes. People again saying she's gone because she got rolled in Tassie a couple of times. Uh, would need to win this to uh, be a definite for the um, for the All Star Mile. But you would think if she ran a big second to Buffalo River, you'd think she might get one of the uh, one you know one of the wild cards that uh, RV has uh, in their gift as well. Uh, start of the season, best of days were my other selections, 11, 6, 7 and 5. The big one is race 7 at Flemington on Saturday. It is the Kennedy Australian Guineas. Set weights for three-year-olds over 1,600 metres, group one, and it is worth $1 million. Job. Yeah, I've gone with four, Cherry Tortoni. Second up, uh, I thought his fresh run in the CSAs was excellent. He was held up from the 500 to... Sort of about the 300. Then he got cleared. You really thought he was going to make his presence felt and sort of burst onto the scene and really take it to Tagaloa and Asar. And he just peaked on his run. He, he had the fastest 400 to 200 split. I think it was the second fastest of the meeting behind September run. And 
yeah, as I said, just probably peaked on his run late. Now he's drawn 17. He's going to go back. That's you know, that's his pattern anyway. I just hope he can get a bit of a trail into it. Hopefully, good speed on will suit. And I think he's a really good bet each way. And a pretty wide open race. I've gone for one Ole Kirk in for second. I think he can bounce back. As touched on earlier, I think a wide gate suits him. I think getting to the outside is going to help. There was nothing wrong with his fresh run. He was disappointing last week in the Futurity. I tipped him to win. Um, you know, there was a bit of conjecture whether the inside was any good. We saw Celebrity Queen come through a similar path and, and dead heat in the Oakley Plate. So I don't know if there was too much wrong with the inside. I just think he is better suited getting to the outside. Two Tagaloa will press forward and, and be hard to beat. He, he bounced back to winning form second up with the 59 and a half. Now that he's back at set weights, you know, he's going to be really well placed against those others that finished behind him in the CS Hayes. And eight Poland was a good win first up. I mean, he wasn't far off some of those good types in the spring. He beat Grand Slam. He finished third to A-star. That was the Caulfield Guineas form. He failed in the Caulfield Guineas. They rode him forward and probably a bit upside down. He, he settled quite handy first up in the Autumn Stakes, and it was, a, it was a good win. They've got a few options from Barrier 1, so I think he's certainly in the mix as well. But I've gone four Cherry Tortoni from 1, 2, and 8. Yeah, as I said earlier, it's a great betting race. I'll be having... Three or four bets here, all at each way odds. The top pick is well, my top pick's Dom to shoot. Uh, one of the Western Australian visitors. He <clears throat> had a first up run in that Hayes stakes. He sort of blundered the start a bit there and probably got a lot further back than they would have anticipated or would have liked with him. Um, but he was able to find the line pretty well. Uh, he, was, he was running on well and sort of peaking until peaking on his run late. Um, he got into a clear fifth and it was a race sort of dominated. Front those up on the speed. Um, his form in WA suggests that this longer trip will suit. He, he ran third in the Kingston Town over 1800 meters to truly great, and, and third in a WA Guineas over this over the 1600 meters. So, um, with that run of the belt in Melbourne, good second up form, um, and he'll settle much closer today from the good draw. I think he's definitely uh, worth an each way bet. The five Don Pursuit. I think 13 Camborne uh, is as well at a bigger price. I was I liked him in that Hay Stakes first up, but um, he was racing in restricted room for a lot of the way, and when sort of finally getting clear air or um, clear running room in the last 200 metres, he he was working home to the line quite nicely, I thought. Um, he's second up here. He's only won his only second up start, and um, by the way he finished off, looks like the rise and triple suit. So 20 to 1, I can certainly have a, an each-way play on him. The one, Ole Kirk, um, giving him another chance after the luckless effort last start. And in for fourth, the 12, Jet Propulsion. I thought it was a pretty pleasing return in the autumn stakes. Um, second up, 1,600 metres, both ticks. Um, but, yeah, so a few a bit of a price I like, and obviously putting Tagaloa and Poland in quaddies, and, and, and Asa in a quaddie as well. 5, 13, 1, and 12. Uh, yeah, look, I stuck with uh, Tagaloa, who I did tip for the CSAs at what was a fairly ridiculous price there. Be sure to hear to beat Zoo Dancer, the filly. <coughs> Cherry Tortoni and the Sandgraper Dom to shoot, which is 2, 16, 4 and 5. And that's the end of the black type at Flemington, but we'll just take you through the race that uh, Joel previewed earlier in the English Dash because it is worth half a million bucks. Uh, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds, 1,100 metres, obviously restricted to those sold through the English sales. Joel, what did you find here? I like number eight, Lord Olympus here. Had a bit of time for this bloke since his debut win, which caught my eye. I 
liked the way he fought there. In fact, he's fought in quite a few of his wins. He's been there to be beaten, and he's got a bit of ticker, this bloke. He's won four from six. That was all in that first prep. He missed a place at his latest run at Canterbury, but he bumped into a handy one in Najmar that night. Liked his trials. Mark Newnham, very astute when he travels them. Obviously, got a few down here. Damien Oliver to Ryan. I think it's 16 or $17. Can certainly have something each way on him. And I'll probably have a little something on number six, Bella Nipatina, too, because I think she's over the odds. I thought she ran well in the English sprint at Randwick. A few of these come through that race. She's got that form around Portland Sky, Swats that, Written Beauty, Marbusha. That's good form for this, and I think she's drawn the right spot. So they're the two I'm leaning to at a bit of a price. And then the other couple coming out of that Sydney race, of course, Rocketing by won it. He's gone ahead in leaps and bounds this prep. Uh, so no knock on his form. Just gate one down the straight puts me off a bit. And two, the bopper. He's had a bit of a spruik on him, this bloke. He was beaten first up, but not disgraced against the older horses. And then in that English sprint, he was a bit disappointing, but gate one probably wasn't the place to be, and he did pull up with a slow recovery. So he can certainly improve. But I've gone eight on top from six, three, and two. With the 13 on top, 14, um, yeah, very proven down the straight. She did um, an initial campaign, good behind Written Beauty, um, who's a very smart horse, who's, which we know has come out one in Sydney quite impressively since. Um, so I think with straight track four, the way she's been trialling, I'm going to have her on top. The four in next LA Boom, thought over the odds. Uh, to give the, the first up, Third at Morphville and beaten three lengths by Pariano on a benchmark seven in six. Uh, she was pressured up on the speed the whole way there and entitled to tyre. He has a straight track win, win at Flemington. In for third, I got the three rocketing by and the ten written miss. 13, four, three, ten. Rocketing by from Celestine for me. Diamonds in the sky and a written miss. Three, thirteen. Eleven and ten. Uh, in very efficient fashion, we all made race six, number 11, Buffalo River, our best on the Flemington card. My value bet was Platoon, race three, number three. And Joel's was in the big one, the Australian Guineas, race seven, number four, Cherry Tortoni, which uh, only leaves your value bet, Daniel, which is in the last. So talk us through race nine, number nine, Starla. Yeah, well, this is a, a black type two bucks, the group three. Um, I'm with, yeah, with nine, Starla. She was, she was excellent. I thought at Randwick last start, considering she sat wide, she's a bit of a non-winner. She's only won three of 25, but her form in Sydney has been pretty good. I think she'll appreciate a big, expansive track like Flemington. She'll get getting back anyway from the wide draw, um, and I think she'll be one to watch for one to watch out late. She's well over the odds starter. Uh, the eights, Snap Dancer racing well, good behind Probabile last start. Um, Ten, Paul's Regret, also good behind Probabile, and she did win at Flemington two back. Um, and in for twelve, in for third, uh, in the fourth, we got the thirteen Knowles who broke a bit of a um, bit of a winning drought last start at Sandown. I think she can go on with it. Nine, eight, ten, thirteen. Joel, yeah, well, sorry, I, I, I was I real. This I should 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 say, listen, this is race nine, the first hour, Francis Tressidy, the time honoured fourteen hundred group three uh, for fillies and mares, setbacks and penalties. I was just. Uh, a little bit distracted by some of the pies your beloved black caps are bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Although they probably should win, uh, despite uh, 
some pretty average bowling at the moment, and also uh, probably one of the worst reviews I've ever seen earlier in the innings. Uh, <laughs> did you see that against Bill Player for LBW? There were only about five reasons why it wasn't out. I did. Uh, anyway, Dale, tell us about yeah, the, 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 the spin duo of uh, Santner and Sodi ripping through the Aussies today. So good to see. Snap Dancer on top for me in the last. She's. Having a good prep. She won her first two. Ballarat, Randwick went to the Gold Coast. Nothing wrong with that run. She was only beaten half a length. And then, look, I thought she had the right run to win at Caulfield, but uh, probably it was just way too good. And I know uh, Paul's regret got past her, but I think getting to 1,400 just, I think, is going to suit her. She'll put herself in a good spot. Just think the tempo of a 1,400-metre race is what she's looking for, number eight. Ten, Paul's regret. In for second. I'm really banking on that. Probably your form line to come to the four here. Five, Yamazaki. There's a bit hit and miss this mare, but she needs dry ground, so she should get that. And she should get a reasonable pace. She's capable of finishing very strongly on her day, so she's one of a bit of odds to include and have to include one shout the bar. She's a Group 1 winner, and uh, I think she'll be pretty forward for this, unlike last prep where she took a couple of runs to find her form. 8, 10, 5, and 1 for me. All oh, right, and I am with Paul's regret, uh, number 10, uh, to beat Snap Dancer, Shalo, and Need New Friends. So that's uh, 10, 8, 11, and 14. Royal Randwick, the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. Dual Group 1 card and a couple of Golden Slipper lead-ups as well, which is where we start, which is race 2. The Precise Air Skyline Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights for two-year-old Colts and Geldings, a Group 2 job. I'm hoping Sing a Love Song can get over the top of them late here at a bit of a price. All his three runs have been good at the 1,100. He's just been doing his best work late and finding that a bit sharp. But the format of those races has been quite solid. And I think $23 is a silly price. I know he's taking on the Magic Millions winner and a couple of others that have you know, got some uh, wraps on them, but I don't think he should be 20 to 1 plus. So I'm with four to beat six. Halal, the Fastnet Rock Colt from the Hawks team, was entered for last week's Silver Slipper, but saved for this. He won well on debut on the Kensington track. Always a bit wary of that Kensington track form. Can be a bit hit and miss, but he did have the second fastest last 200 of the day. Uh, two Captivant, who showed a fair bit in that first prep, winning the victory vein and then finishing fourth in the Golden Gift. And one Shaquiro, who obviously got the form on the board with the Breeders' Plate, and the Magic Millions wins, and he's very well suited here at set weight. So he's certainly a, a strong hope. But I think number four is over the odds. Four, six, two, and one for me. With the two on top, the Snowden train, Captivant. I really liked his debut win. Um, looked to do it with plenty in reserve. He then went to the Golden Gift on a wet track. Um, drew wide, and, and look, he was, he was okay there. He was only getting two lengths by Sneaky Five. Put away for a spell. He's trialling really well and ready this for this. Um, drawn ideally. And yeah, he's my top pick in this, the two. Shakiro won. Bit of a freshen up after the impressive Magic Millions win. Sort of put him away in a matter of strides then. Um, showing his, uh, the real Shakiro, I guess, after a, um, well, I guess that first run in the McLaughlin was pretty substandard. But there are excuses offered there. And then good behind Finance Tycoon, Gold Coast next time. So, Impressive win. Um, he's obviously got to be included at that. It was his first go at 1,200 metres and at Magic Millions, and he really relished the trip. I thought the four sing-along song, too, was a, was worth throwing in at, at a bigger price. Without winning, he's certainly been running well and and looks looks suited by the rise and trip. 
<clears throat> and in for fourth, the three head of state. Um, impressive win, fresh can go on with it. Two, one, four, three. Race three at Randwick on Saturday is the Phillies division. It's the Drinkwise Sweet Embrace Stakes. 1,200 metres, also group two at set weights, John. And with the Kembla Grange filly here, number seven, Jamea. She won on debut on her home track. Only beat three rivals, but the time stacked up pretty well for the day. Stepped up in class to the Lonro plate, but came back 200 metres in distance, and that proved costly. She had a bit of trouble getting clear at the top of the straight, got into a bit, big bumping duel, and then really flew late. Fourth best last 400 and 200 of the day. It was a terrific performance to run second. Back out to 1,200, and inside gate suits. She shouldn't get as far back. I think she's uh, got a fair bit of talent, this girl. So I'm with seven on top from two. Nice for what? Got a fair opinion of her as well. A half-sister to Montefilia. Both her runs have been very good. She just got way too far back in the millennium there where Profiteer was high-balling it out in front. But she was very strong late. Five, four moves ahead. Never liked them off that little setback. It forced her to miss last week's Silver Slipper where she was pretty a pretty warm favourite. As long as she's all through that, she's certainly a, a strong hope. She created a big impression on debut. And nine mistaken identities, I think, are another roughie worth including in your multiples. She's had wide gates both runs this time in. Her gym crack run was very good. Only Enthar had a quicker last 200 than her. And in the English Millennium last time, she did actually have the fastest last 200. I think from a better gate, you can see a lot more from her at a bit of a price. But I am with seven on top from two, five, and nine. The one, she's all class. She's, up, she's drawn really wide again. She drew 14 uh, of 16 in the Magic Millions and, and ran on well from a long way back there. And She'll need a touch of luck here again, but she's um, all all three of her starts have been been very good. Um, she gets that luck. She'll be hard to beat. The two, sorry, the five in next four moves ahead. Um, excellent debut win on a wet track. We'll get a wet track here again. The two, nice for what? Thought. Running on nicely from a long way back in that millennium, um, and looks suited for twelve hundred meters. And I thought the eleven testimonial uh, was good in restricted room. First up, um, to like like a few of these will be suited. The extra hundred, the extra furlong in trip. Um, I think the four sliders, the other Godolphin filly, is worth throwing into wider exotics as well. I really liked his win at Newcastle on debut, um, and then led them up and. Was just grabbed late for being put away for a spell. I think she's around 34 to 1. So throw into everything sliders the four. My numbers 1, 5, 2, 11, and 4. Race four at Randwick on Saturday. Key Clean Liverpool City Cup. 1300 metre group three quality handicap job. 10 Cryoderis for me. He's been his own worst enemy through his career. He's won four from eight, but could have been so much better. Develop that habit of being slow out and just getting a long way back. But uh, recent trial, if, if recent trials, any guide, he might have mended his manners, settled closer, and, and I thought trial really well. He's shown a lot of quality, this bloke, and I think on the minimum, he gets his chance to measure up to a good race like this from one grey worm who will look to control it. Never really been an 1100 metre horse, but he ran well first up at that trip in the Rubiton, then getting to 1300 suits him. And then a couple that are going to be hitting the line. Six All Saints Eve went a long way last prep, won a 78 mares race fresh, and then ended up with a fourth in the Golden Eagle. She's trialled well. As has seven, looks like Elvis. Placed once from six starts last prep, but it was a really good campaign. He had no luck at all fresh. Finished third in the Shannon, fifth in the Epsom. If he can just uh, duck and weave late and do no work in the run, he might be the, the blowout hope. But I am with Cryderis on top 10 from one, six, and seven.
I'm with Grey Worm on top. Pretty keen on him. Uh, Joel sort of touched on better horse up 1,300 metres rather than a sprint trip he resumed over. Um, he was good there, though. Profit Slum won that race and well, the trifecta in that Rubiton. All ran okay in a, an Oakley plate, running on from the back without really threatening. But they weren't beaten far by Celebrity Queen and Portland Sky. Um, can, can roll forward and um, I think take plenty of catching here and does enjoy the Randwick track as well as the give out of the ground. So the one on top, Grey Worm, deprived in next, flies fresh and, and whilst haven't, haven't been able to win for a while, um, so certainly I think letting him know he's there late, um, drawn ideally barrier four, we'll go, we'll, we'll sort of settle him back half of the field, but with, um, with, even, with even luck in the straight, he'll certainly go close, I think. The 10 in for third, which is Cryderic, and I've got four in next Iron Superman if here. Um, the eight reloaded first up, gelding first up, um, 154 kilos certainly appeals as well for the exotics. One, three, 10, four, and eight. Race five at Randwick on Saturday. Guy Walter, proven thoroughbreds, stakes, 1,400 metre. Route two, set weights and penalties to the mayor. I spoke about earlier, Bam's on fire, still in both races. If she comes up here, I think she'll be very competitive. I thought the fresh run without luck was good at Caulfield. Last prep, she won over the 1,400 on soft ground. Beating group one winner, Seabrook. So she's a, a talented mare, and I think she can put, himself, put herself on the, in the right spot here. Seven, ice bath. Just lacked that bit of turn of foot at 1,200 behind Tayer, but ran well. Uh, the weather, the better for her. Four-sweet deal, just no knock on her. She's just so consistent. She always races well fresh. Her last couple of fresh wins have been 1,100 and 1,200. This is 14, so she might just be a run behind, but certainly from that draw, she'll be there for a long way. And six emeralds, next best, who I thought did enough first up in the expressway. Back to Mare's grade and a little step up in trip can only help her. Five on top for me from seven, four, and six. A tricky gala chance first up, and uh, she ran very well behind Tayer uh, on a wet track. She gets the same conditions here, and she's just such a consistent mare. So with her on top, the nine, uh, got the four in next. Sweet deal. And the ripping mare first up. Can run a race, and they're drawn ideally with uh, National Willow on board. The seven ice bath and the three real them in Ruby, third and fourth pick. Nine, four, seven, three. First of the group ones at Randwick on Saturday is race six, TAB, Chipping Norton Stakes, 1,600 metres, standard weight for age, worth 600,000. Yeah, six, very elegant to bounce back to winning form and claim her seventh group one win. I thought she was excellent in that last 100 metres there in the Apollo. I just think out to the mile is going to suit her even better. The wet ground, I know she's got to turn the tables on Colette, but the way that race was run, it was sort of really a sit-sprint race, and she gave Colette a couple of lengths in the run, and I thought she did a good job to sort of get within two lengths of her. So I think she'll turn the tables. Six to beat, seven Colette. She gets that wet track. She's going to be very hard to beat again. One colding, probably the dry, the better for him, but he can handle soft, and he'll get that lovely stalking run again from that good gate. And two Avilius, 13 runs without a win. That's the knock. He's still capable of running really good splits late in his races, and well, the sting out of the track certainly won't be a problem for him. But I think Very Elegant will get the job done. Six on top from seven, one and two. Yeah, hard to be confident or hard to separate the top three in the market, but I've gone with the one holding on top. I think yeah, maps ideally in barrier two. Prime now third up. I won a group one over this 
track and trip went third up last time in. Um, so I'm going to have him on top. I think he's a better value than very elegant and Colette, who go in second and third, respectively. Um, both here second up and obviously very good in their respective first up assignments. And that Apollo Stakes in for fourth. I have the eight fun star. One, six, seven, eight. And the other group one at Randwick on Saturday is race seven. The celebrations surround stakes, 1,400 metres, set weights, three-year-old fillies with 500,000. Big field here, 16 to You're face the starter You're one of 11, Elizabeth job. here. She's going to need a little bit of luck from that gate. She's trekked wide from a, a tricky gate in the light fingers first up. But, yeah, I thought she was very gutsy in the run home to hold on and run fourth, beating a length and a half. She's going to be better suited up in trip. Wet ground, not a problem. Just hope she can get a bit of cover. She didn't really have much cover the other day, so even if she is three wide, she can get a bit of cover. I think she'll be right in the mix here at a big price. I think 10 Thermosphere is also worth a bet. That's the way I'll be playing the race, both of them at double figures. She's had wide gates on a few occasions. She did in the light fingers. She did a bit of work. She pressed forward to get into that stalking role behind every rose and just knocked up a little bit late. Was really only bloused for third in the last few strides. I think from gate five just maps perfectly. In form, Rachel King takes the ride. I think she's certainly worth a look. One Montefilia, all class, the dual group one winner. She was very good in the T-Rose back in the spring at 1,400 and then obviously excelled when she got over a bit further. Expect her to be very strong late. And three, Dane Giselle. They rode her negatively first up from the tricky gate. Draw nine, but I expect her to settle a lot closer than she did the other day up in trip. And she can certainly be very hard to beat. But 11 on top for me from 10, 1 and 3. Yeah, like the 10, um, Thermosphere, she's like, she's like better the day in Sydney. Prime now third up, really keen to get stretch out to 1,400 metres, two runs over a sprint trip. We're pretty good. Um, she's a much better filly over, um, over 1,400 metres and beyond. And I think we'll see that on Saturday. She's a, she's a big chance at a big price. So the, on top 10, the five in next, Hungry Heart. Uh, we've did enough first up. He, uh, she too will... Appreciate the rise and trip. And a second up form is good. A win in a second from two starts. <clears throat> just a feel that's never there, never far away. Jane Giselle in for third. And the fourth, I got the nine, La Mexicana, the uh, Melbourne filly, who's slow flying at the moment. And the form around has been good. 10, 5, 3, and 9. All right, to recap, Joel's best was race six, number six, very elegant, and value bet was race three, number seven, Jamea. Daniel's best, race four, number one, Grey Worm, and value bet race seven, number 10, Thermosphere. Uh, in South Australia, Daniel, the Metro Racing is on that great track at Murray Bridge, and you're kicking us off in race six with the Scorched Earth, the John Maloney trained filly. She was excellent behind Arcaded, um, sticking on there when sort of sitting up on the pace. Second to Arcaded. Um, yeah, first up, I thought was excellent form for um, a race of this step. So um, pretty sure about even money, but I think she should handle business in Adelaide um, and be too good for them. So race six, number four. The value comes up in the last bit of an old favourite of mine, um, the 10 Kai Shaka, who hasn't won for some time, but she continues to um, continues to race competitively every time she steps out. She's been caught wide on a number of occasions. She hasn't had much luck in other races, but um, she never gives up and, and she's never far away. <clears throat> she's got a tough time of it from Barry Nine in here, but I think she, she can settle back in the field. She's some of her better wins um, earlier on 
in the career have come when she sort of settled right at the rear of the field and and come with a late run. She got because that's a pretty good turn of foot on her day. And what I like though is she's carrying fifty one kilos after the three kilo claim for a lean form jockey. So she ticks a lot of boxes for me, and I think at an each way price she's uh, worth a bet in the, in the last race nine at Murray Bridge, the ten Koshaka. Any thoughts on the bridge, Joel? Race one, number 14, Turfit from the Gordon Richards Yard. Uh, I mentioned her a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I thought she trialled quite well. She finished fourth, beaten five lengths. It was a fair enough run on the soft ground. Maybe a better track will suit and also bigger track might even help. So I'm willing to give her another chance. She's going to be a much bigger price than she was the other day. They are also racing out of town in Queensland for the Metro Racing there. And there is a black type race. It is race eight at the Sunshine Coast, the Tattersall's Members' Cup, 1,600-metre quality listed event. Daniel, what did you have to see? I really um, faced this sort of level of competition before, and that's the 11 Hail Manhattan. Certainly informed with one of his last two. I really like the way he's building this preparation. Uh, he'll appreciate the given the ground and I just thought the form horse drawn to get a, a really nice run I thought he was worth a bet so 11 on top I've got the 7 next star in Michelin hard to trust but he loves the Sunshine Coast 1600 metres um, he can settle he can settle closer from the good draw like he did last start when winning Ligia late in form and 13 YPD, um has parody form and that looks really good now 11, 7, 2 and 5 Alrighty, and your best, by the look of it, comes up in the race before, and that's race seven, number two, Phantom Falcon. Phantom Falcon, when leading at Doombin. Pretty game, sticking on for second, I thought. Um, The winner there, socialising, did it easily, but that that mare's in in really good form, and um, the the horse that pressured Phantom Falcon sort of beat off quite easily the last 200 metres or so. So I think with an easier run up on the speed, which he maps to get, I think it'll be hard to run down, Phantom Falcon. Um, so he's my best race seven, number two. The value comes up in the first. Um, pretty keen on Gravel Rock. Really comfortable winner here last start. He put the bed to uh, race the bed pretty easily um, once he was sort of out in the open. He also had no much luck, so it was a deserved win. I think with that win under the belt, he can go right on with the job. Michael Rod taking the ride. Um, loses nothing there, of course. So Gravel Rock, hopefully the string couple of wins together in the opener. Race one, number two. In Perth, they are racing at Ascot. And there is a couple of black type races. Race five, the Lex Piper stakes over 1,600 for three-year-old Colts and Geldings. BJ, uh, very keen for Western Empire. A bit unlucky last time to uh, bounce back here at a short price. Uh, that is race five, number three. And then race for the three-year-old Philly, Sun over 1,800, in fact, is the Schweppes Ascot 1,000 guineas race seven. And again, BJ quite keen on the favourite here in number one, Salaya. BJ's uh, best on the program was race six, number six, Tambora. And his value bet was race three, number eight, Hyperspace. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, uh, where there's some action occurring now. And in fact, that's the end of Stoyner, so that's pretty much the end of the game. Um, Jimmy Neesham just... uh, They've just brought him on to bowl this last over. He's bowled no ball wide, which has been counted as wicket and dot, and uh, that's pretty much the end of that. 
Uh, tell us about yes, Matter, Matter, Matter and on Otak. Saturday. We've got uh, some black type action, a couple of stakes races for the two-year-olds. Um, my best and value come outside of those. My best is race six, number five, Coventina Bay. She's had a bit of a freshen since the latest run back at Ellerslie in January. It was a strong effort over the mile to run on for third. She was a, a very good winner prior to that. She's built a really good strike rate. I think she's well-placed here from the inside draw. She'll just stalk them and be very hard to hold out. My value bet is race two, number six, Sword of War. Came wide, uh, sort of wanted to duck in a little bit, but really knuckled down late. It was a strong performance to finish third on debut. It'd be a lot better for that. He's drawn better. Hopefully he doesn't get as far back, and I think he can get us off to a good start early in the day. At Otaki, we do have the group one, Wait for Age Classic. Not much of a betting race. Avantage is going to be very short and probably should be winning. Race seven, number four. My best for Otaki comes up in race two, and it's number five, The Lost Boys. Created a really good impression winning on debut. Next, He was able to come down the outside and get clear air there. Next time out, he was in behind them, three, four back the fence. Just looked a bit uncomfortable, raced a bit greenly. He was okay the last 50 metres. I just hope that they can get him out into clear air and he can bounce back. And my value bet as a first starter, race three, number eight, British Royalty, I think has trolled well enough to suggest she can perform well on debut. And just before I bow out, I did like one at the Sunshine Coast in that listed race, the Tattersall's Members Cup. Sophie's Gold Class listeners would know she's one I've been tipping. And uh, look, she was well backed in the Sunshine Coast Cup, a similar race a couple of weeks ago, and she ran a very close third. I think it'll be time for her to break through this time in. Uh, all righty. Well, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast and brings us to our best, in inverted commas, $20 bet of the weekend, as we like to call it, the Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, no good news to impart um, for you again this week. Um, yeah, a, a wipeout. I mean, we're tipping winners. We just keep, keep picking the wrong ones. Um, so, yeah, no real hard luck stories. Anyway, as I mentioned earlier, I don't want to uh, ruin the chances of Buffalo River, our best bet at uh, Leamington, all for all three of us by making him my lazy lobster. So I'm going to go... Well, you know, again, on should win, I, I believe, earlier on the program, and that is race two, number three, Sky Max. Our guest lobster for uh, this week is Mick Murphy, and he is going to Randwick, and he's going with very elegant. Yeah, how did I not have my on last week? He's just a, a star. I <laughs> went for that unpronounceable thing in Brisbane. God, what a fool. <laughs> Anyway, Oakfield Missile one just to rub salt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, Oakfield Missile. Seven days earlier, she was 26s and I was all over. Oh, very painful result, that one. But anyway, we'll go with the class this week. Very elegant. I think she'll get away with the chipping Norton, so we'll chuck the 20 on her. Race six, Randwick, number six. 
I'm going to try something different here. I'm going to have two $10 bets, both in the both at the sunny coast. I'm going to go my best, race seven, number two, Phantom Falcon, and race and 10 on race one, number two, Rebel Rock. Both are $6, um, as, I, as I say this now. So hopefully one of them can win and turn a nice profit. All righty. Well, inshallah. Um, that wraps up the podcast for this week. We're uh, leaving us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday. Friday night, there's a doubleheader, uh, Mooney Valley and Canterbury. We've also got the form for Saturday and Sunday. It is the last weekend of summer, so we're almost officially in autumn. There's plenty of good racing around. There's... Uh, there's Provincial and Country Championship qualifiers at Newcastle Saturday, Moji Sunday. So plenty of good punting to be done over this weekend. Make sure you've got your winning post to do it, plus plenty of uh, great reading and your favourite features. So uh, that leaves us only to wish you a great weekend, plenty of winners.